0: Hello, and welcome back to the first episode of 2022. I'm back. (laughs) I'm so excited. It just feels really nice to be here with you, connecting, checking in. We're going to get to the heart of the episode in just a second, but I just want to say, hey, and how are you? Sometimes it's just good to take a beat, take a minute to ask yourself, how how am I really? And a lot of times, you know, I feel like people ask you, how are you? And it almost is like they're expecting you to say something negative or complain. And I mean, there's, there's space for that. All feelings, all vibes are welcome. But... It's also okay to say, I'm doing good. Things are are great and really, truly mean it. So you're allowed to have all of those feelings and you're allowed to have, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, all in the mix. Sometimes it's difficult for our minds to hold on to the multiplicity of life, you know, all the different variables. And we just really wanna be able to be in the good bucket or the bad bucket. Um, At least that, that just keeps things simple and easy for our brains to kind of categorize. But more often than not, you know, nine times out of 10, things are both amazing and challenging. So just check in with yourself. Right now in my life, we are in that post-holiday, back-to-school, new routines, refresh. My three-and-a-half-year-old just started pre-K mid-year, so she began in January. And my kindergartner is back at school. And my four-month-old baby is just doing amazing. So we've got everybody kind of in different ages and stages right now, and we're learning to navigate all of that. And also there's, you know, COVID kind of right, just flared up to new levels and Yeah. You know, it's just a lot. I'm not an expert on infectious diseases. I, you know, do the best I can with the information that I have. We are being COVID cautious as one of my friends said, but it's a lot, um, to, to handle and navigate even just the, the fears and the worry and the wonder, of what is going on and when is this gonna end? So it's important to acknowledge that as a part of our very you know, present reality because it might feel like you're holding your breath and waiting for, you know, the next thing to come or, you know, just worried that your kids aren't going to be able to be in school for one reason or another or daycare or, you know, worried about um, family members or being sick yourself and healing. All of that is just a lot to grapple with at any time. In your life, but certainly on the heels of this thing that's been going on and that's impacted everybody in one way or another for the last almost two years now, it's just important to acknowledge. Um, we're not going to solve any problems <laughs> with that today, but I do want to, you know, say that on top of everything else, we also have this other layer of complexity that we're all navigating. But today we are easing into 2022 with a conversation about new beginnings. And there's, I mean, a lot of excitement and hype about new beginnings. I, for one, am somebody who loves a fresh start. I love a new journal, a new calendar. I used to love the first day of school when I was a kid. But there can also just be a lot of pressure to starting the year off strong, you know, to like getting off on the right foot. And so today, instead of creating a big list of things that we should do, we're just going to explore some ideas that might help you feel connected, rejuvenated, and excited about the year ahead. And you can just move towards the ones that feel really good. And if anything's just not resonating, you know, let that kind of drop away, wash away, float away, because we don't need to stick with the stuff that's not working. We just need to kind of pay attention to what sounds good and interesting right now and try a few of those out. And so as I'm talking through these, it might sound like I'm doing all of them, Well, that's not totally true. I'm presenting these ideas to you in this episode, and I have tried all of them at one time or another, but I'm not doing all of them all at once, okay? And if you are catching this episode at another time, let's say you're listening to this and it's the middle of 2023, you can try these ideas for a new beginning, for a fresh start. Anytime. It just so happens that it's the new year here in this present moment for me, and I'm excited to walk through some of these and see what resonates. So first, connect with this time of year. Just spend a little bit of time thinking, meditating, chatting with a friend, journaling, whatever sounds interesting to you on what this new year or this new beginning, means to you. Where are you in your life? Get oriented, kind of touch base on what's going on, and think about what this new year signifies. There's always cycles that are ending and beginning in our lives, and the new year is just one of those times when one year ends and a new year begins, and it can mean a whole lot, or it can mean very little, but no matter what, you can use this time to think about what it means to you and notice the repetition that occurs when a new year begins, but how no matter what, it's also new. So we do a lot of the same things year after year at the beginning of the year. But you're coming into it with new experiences, new circumstances. And so no matter what, even if it feels like Groundhog's Day and you're doing it over and over again, you are still coming at it with a new opportunity at the beginning of every year. So go on a walk or take a shower, take a bath, wash the dishes, lots of things doing with water, light a candle, but just... Let this idea, this question of what does this new year signify and mean to you, let that be your first idea for new beginnings. Just playing with that idea. Number two is refreshing a small space. I think at the beginning of the year especially, there can be this like big desire to have big sweeping changes. And if you have the energy and the time and the money and the space and the accessibility to make big sweeping changes, go for it. Don't hold back. But if that feels really overwhelming to you, you can still have those same feelings of a fresh start with really small actions and those can build and snowball and grow into something really transformational over the course of time. So refresh a small space. Take a small area of your living quarters or your office or your home or wherever, a space, and refresh it. Give it a good physical clearing Give it, You know, dust it, vacuum, take out the trash, set aside items to donate, move things around so you can appreciate what you do have. And if you, you want to treat yourself to something new, go for it. But it's not necessary. Just bring new life to a small space. I've done this over and over again, kind of as a habit, something that really like serves me in my life. I like to do it with my desk. I like to do it with my closet, and I've shared my love of my closet before. It's where I am right now. It's a place that brings me so much joy, and it's a place that is just for me. So when you're refreshing a small space, it can be a place that you share with others, but it also could just be a place that's 100% for you that's really going to help you get that satisfactory, delicious, amazing feeling of starting fresh, One time I refreshed like the little tiny area of my coffee space, like where I make my coffee every day. And I brought a crystal in and I set an intention for that space. And it was just a really beautiful ritual. So you can borrow some of those ideas and give it a try. But that's a a great thing to do for any kind of new beginning. But especially at the new year, maybe you took down some of your holiday decorations. Maybe you haven't. Whatever, whatever. It's all okay. But if refreshing a small space sounds good, just start tiny, like a drawer or cabinet, closet, those tiny places can really help give you that feeling of, ah, oh, you know, that new new space within a space that's already existed. All right, number three is set resolutions, goals, and intentions. It's a good time of year to do that, right? You know, revisiting what's worked, what hasn't, thinking about what you want to do in the new year. Um, I have gone through different phases of my life where goals, resolutions, and intentions are things that are just super important to me. And then other times where they're much more so on the back burner. So notice that, pay attention to that, see where you are and what, you know, feels like you're getting drawn towards. If the idea of setting resolutions, goals, and intentions is repelling you, pay attention to that. And if it's something that's like, oh yeah, that's I want to do that, I get to do that, then give it a try. So another thing I want to point out with resolutions, goals, and intentions is that they can build from year to year, season to season, and you don't have to get it perfect. So it's Better to give it a try and learn what works for you, what doesn't, than to just, you know, write it off completely and not do it. So watch that uh, all or nothing mentality that so many of us have, myself included, and give yourself the opportunity, the space to experiment and make progress. I'll share a little bit more about this as we go through, because I'm going to talk about my resolutions and goals and intentions. And this year, I noticed as I was setting them, they are very much stepping stones towards other things that I want in the future, but may or may not be accessible and achievable this year. So resolutions to begin are this idea of what do you resolve to do? And Resolutions can be very polarizing. Some people love them and some people hate them. (laughs) I'm learning that more and more. Um, I say, you know, again, pay attention to what feels good and right for you. For me, last year, my resolutions were to be more timely and to give myself room to breathe between things. And That isn't like a thought or a phrase that I held on like day in, day out throughout the year but I will say where I am at this exact moment, I feel a lot more spaciousness and I don't feel so rushed. A great example is today. I took both my kids to school. So took Owen to elementary school, then came back, got merit, took her to preschool, came and then went straight to a chiropractor appointment. So it was like, you know, a lot more driving than I normally do (laughs) because I don't get out much these days with a four month old and COVID being what it is. So Anyways, I had the time and space to walk slowly to school, to not tell the kids, like, come on, we got to go, go, go. And so I left a little earlier, and that is something that I that's not always in my nature. That isn't something that's been with me forever. So I really think that it's a result of having set that resolution last year and just kind of having that in the back of my mind, that I want to be more timely and have room to breathe between things. So I'm, I'm very pleased <laughs> that I set that resolution and that I'm revisiting it with you right now. And that's one of the amazing things about doing these sorts of things over and over again is you can see your progress. You can get that feeling of, wow, I, I am changing and evolving and growing as a human. Because when you look at yourself under the microscope of like one day to the next, you can't always see that transformation happening. But give yourself a little more time and space and you'll see it. So my resolutions for 2022, I want to get outside for walks and hikes and just be out in the fresh air with myself and my family. That's it. That's another thing is like I've noticed over the years When you have too many goals, intentions, expectations, resolutions, it can be overwhelming. So if you are somebody who usually has like a list of 50 things, maybe experiment with scaling back this year and see what happens. So goals are more, what do you want to accomplish? And last year, I did not set a lot of firm goals. I wanted to focus on what was in front of me and enjoy the journey I had just read The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer, which is an incredible book. I highly recommend it. And I was really inspired by this idea of taking a softer approach to the year and surrendering to what came to me, which was good. You know, I was pregnant and had a new new baby in September, and so that was that was perfect for me last year. In 2022, I have some financial goals set for my business in particular, and then I have some wellness health goals set for myself. In my business, I those financial goals are really setting myself up towards this longer-term goal of wanting to have a team and grow this business. So kind of transforming from this side project to an an organization, a company, a business that can not only support my community, but also to, to grow a team and have have people working with me, collaborating with me so that we can support more people. Um I wanna like circle back real quick to my resolutions because I said I wanted to be on more hikes and walks. And that's because my long-term goal there is to get back to running. And I'm in no rush to go for a run tomorrow. Like I said, I'm just four months postpartum and I didn't run a whole lot last year. <laughs> but it's, it's something I wanna to work towards. And so a stepping stone towards that is those walks and hikes. So same thing, those financial goals that I'm setting are kind of stepping me into opening that door so that I can have a team someday, which is something I think would be so amazing. All right, so now let's get to intentions. And for me, that is what do you want to anchor to? And setting intentions is a long-term practice for me. It's something that I do as needed, right? Either on a day-to-day basis or weekly. I can sometimes do it with the moon cycles or each year. So, I have kind of I feel into my intuition and see what what's working for me and what sounds best. And if you're like, "What is this? How do I do this?" I have a past podcast episode that I'll include in the show notes at kailinlee.com that has everything you need to get started with setting intentions. For me in 2022, my intention is to align with my intuition. So kind of coming back to that core center wisdom within and in, in everything I do. And anytime I feel like I'm floating away, <laughs> right? I can anchor back to that intention to align with my intuition. All right, number four is choose a word or phrase of the year. This is something that people have been doing for, you know, a long time. And Allie Edwards has this one little word project that has a lot of people follow. So I'll include a link to her site in my show notes. But I've been picking a word or a collection of words for the year for a long time. In 2010, my word was nurture. Then there was this long period of time where I don't know what my words were. (laughs) But in 2017, it was simple. In 2018, it was calm, smooth, easy, magical. Those four words were like a mantra to me. In 2019, it was trust. And then in 2020, I started picking two words for the year. One more like action-oriented and one more ah, fluid. So maybe that masculine and, and feminine feeling. So in 2020, my words were integrate and magic. In 2021, my words were align and serve. And in 2022, my words are progress and alchemy. So for me, what progress means is letting things unfold, enjoying the process and the progress that comes from taking things day by day. So I'm not seeking perfection. I'm not looking for end results. I'm really just letting myself make progress towards where I want to go. And alchemy for me is really just combining all the different elements. So my mind, my intuition, my soul, my spirit, my community, my family, letting it all come together allowing everything to be what it is, but then really appreciating and seeing the alchemy that comes when we bring these pieces together. And I'll see how those words flow for me. Sometimes you pick a word and you don't really know why you picked it, but you just, it feels like the right word. And then throughout the year, if you keep coming back to it, you might see some different pieces kind of reveal themselves to you. Number five is pull a card or do a year ahead spread with tarot or oracle cards. So if you have an oracle deck or a tarot deck, the most simple version of this practice is to pull a single card, which represents you know a theme for the year. But you can also pull 12 more cards, one for each month. And I even went ahead and made a whole calendar in 2020 with my tarot cards for each month and a crystal. And I went and looked up all of the meanings of the tarot cards and the crystals. And it was this really cool project. I had so much fun doing it. And I have a blog post that I'll link to in the show notes so you can check that out if you want to. I also have a past episode all about tarot cards, oracle decks, and how you can use them to connect to your intuitive wisdom. So if you're just starting out with cards and you're not really sure even what decks to get or you don't know how to get started or you have a few but you don't use them as much as you'd like to, that podcast episode might be really fun to listen to. I haven't done this yet this year, but I'm like feeling the desire and I really want a new calendar and I haven't found one that I'm like super obsessed with. So I think I'm going to go ahead and, and do what I did in 2020. So we'll see about that. And I'll share, of course, along the way if I do, but pulling cards can be just a really enjoyable external experience of how to connect your intuition because you're interacting with the cards and the cards are giving you information, but you get to interpret them and see how they fit for you. And I was talking with one of my clients the other day about cards and she had pulled a tarot card for the year that was like, whoa, that's kind of scary. So when you're pulling tarot, sometimes there's, there's some cards that are like not desirable right that are like kind of spooky and scary especially if you're new to it that's how I felt when I was first getting into tarot and so like the devil is a good example that one's like ooh, you know But read the card, read the booklet that came with your cards, pay attention to how that can be navigated in your current reality and what that might mean to you. And if you need more information, if you need more data, pull a clarifying card. So get the card that you have, right? Try to interpret it best you can, but always give yourself the space to get more information. So go through the same process of picking a new card, ask for clarity, ask for clarification. What does this mean? And then pull another card and see what comes to you. Because sometimes a card will feel like, oh, I don't like that. But then if you get more information, it starts to make more sense and pulls together a better picture. And sometimes when I've pulled a clarifying card, it's been like, oh, this is exactly the card I should have picked anyway. And then other times it's just really informed the other card. So if you haven't ever done that before, it's a a good practice. It also kind of takes a little bit of the fear out of pulling tarot cards or oracle cards because you can always ask for more information. And as we get more information, we get a bigger picture and can feel better about where we are. All right, number six is make yourself a vision or mood board. So with this, there's so many different ways to do it. And I really think I am going to share a podcast episode about making vision boards here this season because I haven't done one before, I don't think. And it's something I've been doing for years and years and years. For me, my main mission and focus when pulling together a board is just feeling what I'm drawn to, called to, what looks nice aesthetically for me. And that changes, you know, over the years, over the seasons. And you can make a digital one for your phone background or your desktop background, or you can make a physical board on a bulletin board or a poster, or even like in a manila folder. I I used to really love making them in manila folders when I didn't want other people to see what was on my vision board. And so I just like had it for myself and taped it all in and I could kind of fold it shut, but then I could open it when I wanted to spend time in it. And you can also put it in your journal. So there's a lot of different options but it truly is just one of those things that I love to do with the change of the year or the change of the seasons and just find a visual representation of what I'm feeling inspired by, drawn to what I want to call into my life. And it's just, it's like, I don't know, it's such a fun thing to do with my hands and it's a creative expression for me. So if it feels like, too much pressure or you're really trying to force it, I would invite a little bit more fluidity and joy and less pressure and just let it be something pretty. Um, Even that can really shift the experience for you. All right, we've got two more. So number seven is write a letter to your future self. I've shared this before, but I really love doing this this time of year. I write a letter to myself in the beginning of the holiday season. So I'm gonna write a letter in the next few days to future Kayleen in November sometime. And I usually recap how the holidays went. So I will write a little note to myself about what we loved, what went well with the holidays at the end of of 2021. So how was Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and things that I want to do differently, things that I want to keep doing, little notes to myself and encouragement. And then when the holiday season starts this year, I'll open it up and get to revisit all those little like ideas and things that you kind of gather through the holiday season. Like, oh, um, I really want to have glow sticks for New Year's because that's a fun thing for the kids to do. And we can have like a glow stick bath on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, um, you know, I would prefer not to have to like run out and, and try to find those at the last minute. I'd like to know in November that that's something we want to do. And then I can kind of plan ahead. So this is both practical and very like woo elevated mindset Eve of myself, because it, The practical things are, I tell myself like, oh, this worked well, this didn't, you want to do this differently. And then I don't have to think about it ever again until I open up the letter. But then it's also this like space and this conversation that I get to have with myself about hey, you're doing a really good job and the holidays were beautiful and you've got this amazing family and keep going and keep loving them and loving yourself and here are the like challenges you're facing, but here's what you're doing great at. And I try to wrap that all up in a little love letter to myself. So write a letter to your future self. If around the holidays, it doesn't, that doesn't resonate for you. You can do it around your birthday um, or you can just, you know, put it, Put it somewhere where you'll come upon it at some point as a little gift to to your future self. All right, here's the last one. Number eight is journal on these four questions. What do I want to celebrate? What do I want to cultivate? What do I want to release? And what do I want to receive? And as you answer those questions, it's a simple practice, but it's something you can just do once for the beginning of this year, or you could do it you know, on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. These are questions that I drop into and explore on a regular basis. They are key and core to like who I am and what I'm doing these days. And they really are, um, they encompass a lot. So explore those and, and see what comes through for you. No matter what you do, to start this year, just know that you get to choose. You get to decide. So give yourself the permission to release whatever you feel like you should do and lean towards what feels good and rejuvenating and exciting. If you want to begin this year with a deeper connection to your intuition, I have a free course just for you. It's called 21 Days to Intuition, and in it, you get to experience my grounded and light approach to what can often feel like a super loaded topic, right? Like intuition just, it can feel like a lot. I had a friend today... Leave me a Marco Polo. And she said, I need some advice. I need your input. And do not tell me that I need to ask my intuition. (laughs) Which I'm like, obviously, that is exactly what I'm going to tell you to do. But we can feel that resistance to our intuition. So this course is a great resource if you ever feel like that. Like, oh, please don't make me do this. Maybe it's something that you can get a little bit more joy and support and connection from as you deepen that connection. So you just join for free at KayleenElise.com and in three weeks, you'll learn how to strengthen your intuitive connection. Sign up now at KayleenElise.com and you'll receive a PDF download with daily prompts, and simple practices. I break it down to be super, super accessible and easy with all of the permission to skip a day or double down on days. Like you get to make this your own, but it is a framework and a resource to really strengthen that connection. And I know of at least a few of you who are have done the 21 Days to Intuition multiple times because you like it so much, which is just amazing. No matter what you choose to do, it's all okay. It's all allowed. Just pay attention to what you can do to support yourself. Because if we're all doing more to support ourselves in 2022, it's going to be a beautiful year. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram stories, Be sure to tag me. I'm at Kayleen Elise and write a little something about what you're doing to welcome 2022 because I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear about it and I'd love to share your new beginnings with our community. So thanks so much for listening and I'll be back next week with a new episode. Here's to new beginnings for all of us. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.